22 today, Numbers 22. We got a good good story today. We're going to talk about talking donkeys and unicorns. Savannah, do you like unicorns? All right. We won't spend a lot of time. We'll wait to the very end to talk about the unicorns, okay? But we're going to talk about unicorns today in the Bible. Um, but talking donkeys and unicorns, uh, fun afternoon uh, uh, topic here today. Of course, we're talking about uh, Balaam and Balak and uh, Balaam's donkey uh, today. Uh, let's pray and then we'll, we'll look at a couple things around this story. Lord, we're thankful for your word. We're thankful for the day that we've had, the fellowship that we've had. We pray that you would conclude our service today uh, in a way that would be profitable and helpful to us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Numbers 22, we come across Balak, who um, he was uh, uh, not fond of what was about to come. Uh, he was worried for his life, for his, uh, um, his nation's life. Sihon and Og had been defeated by Israel and uh, Moses, and, and uh, as they were still wondering. And so Balak comes in in verse number 1 here of Numbers 22, and uh, he wants to curse Israel. And so starting in verse number uh, 2, actually, it says, And Balak the son of Zippor uh, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites, and Moab uh, was sore afraid of the people because they were many. And Moab was distressed... Um, because of the children of Israel. And Moab sent unto the elders of Midian, uh, Now shall this company lick up all that round about us. Uh, sorry, I lost my spot. And the ox licketh up the grass of the field. Uh, and Balak, the son of Zippor, was king of the Moabites at the time. He sent messengers before Balaam, the son of Beor, to Pethor, which was by the river in the land of the children of his people, to call him, saying, Behold, there is a people come out from Egypt. Behold, they cover the face of the earth, and they abide over against me. Come now, therefore, I pray thee, curse me this people, for they are too mighty for me. Peradventure I shall prevail that we might smite them, and that I may drive them out of the land. For I wot that he whom thou blessest is blessed, and he whom thou cursest is cursed. So they're going to go, I uh, send some people. Uh, verse number 9, And God came unto Balaam and said, What men are these with thee? And Balaam said unto God, Balak the son of Zippor, Behold, there is a people come out of Egypt, which covereth the face of the earth. Come now, curse me them. Peradventure I shall be able to overcome them and drive them out. And God said unto Balaam, Thou shalt not go with the people. Thou shalt not curse the people, for they are blessed. And Balaam arose up in the morning and said unto the princes of Balak, Get you into your land, for the land refuses, the Lord refuseth to give me leave to go with you. And the princes of Moab rose, and they went unto Balak and said, Balaam refuseth to come with us. So you get the idea now. Balaam is this guy who is known as, if he blesses people, they're blessed. If he curses them, they're cursed. So Balak wisely sends and uh, asks for Balaam to curse the children of Israel so that he could have victory over them. And uh, God spoke with Balaam and said, that's not going to happen. You're not going to curse the people. They're a blessed people. And so then Balaam goes and, uh, and uh, tells the people this. They go back to Balak and tell Balak the, the bad news. 
And then again, Balak sends more people, it says in verse 15, more honorable than they. So even more, more princes and higher uh, authoritative princes and things like that as well. And he offers to uh, reward Balaam, verse 17, for I will promote thee unto very great honor, and I will do whatsoever thou sayest unto me. Come therefore, I pray thee, curse me this people. Uh, so Balaam again answers and says, uh, if Balak would give me his house, this is verse 18, full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of the Lord my God to do less or more. Now therefore I pray you tarry ye also here this night, that I may know what the Lord will say unto me more. And God came unto Balaam at night and said unto him, if the men come to call thee, rise up and go with them, but yet the word which I shall say unto thee, thou shalt, uh, thou sh- that shalt thou do. And Balaam arose up early in the morning, uh, in the morning, and saddled his ass and went with the princes. Of- uh, in this situation, God tells him, if they if they invite you, you go, but you're still going to do what I tell you to do. And it appears as though it's a situation where um, Balaam is kind of wanting to go. Uh, but he knows he's not supposed to. He's, he's kind of, uh, he likes, I think, the idea, and this is personal opinion, but likes the idea of, hey, why don't I go, and, uh, I mean, I can get a lot for, uh, for this trip. <laughs> you know, it's going to benefit me mightily. Uh, but God says, you still have to do what I tell you to do. Um, and so Balaam went with them. And that's where we come into the story of Balaam's donkey. In verse number 22, God's anger was kindled because he went. And that's why I go back and say where it says God told him in verse number 20, um, if the men come, up, come to call thee, rise up and go with them. And then in verse 22, God's angry that he went with them. This is not like a, a husband-wife conversation where the wife's like, do whatever you want, and then they do whatever they want, and then the wife gets mad because they did whatever they want. Um, it's not like that, okay, uh, or the other way around, okay. Uh, but, uh, but we get to this point where uh, God, his desire is very simple. He says, you're not going to curse them. You're going to, you're, they're a blessed people, so it's not going to happen. Uh, but Balaam keeps coming back and saying, well, you know, these guys came back again. Just want to check in with you, see what you had to say about this time. So God says go. So, uh, so God's anger is kindled because he went, and the angel of the Lord stood in the way for an adversary against him. Now he was riding upon his ass, and he, as two servants were with him, and the ass saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, and his sword drawn in his hand. And the ass turned aside out of the way and went into the field, and Balaam smote the ass to turn her into the way. But the angel of the Lord stood in the path of the vineyards, a wall being on his, uh, this side and a wall on that side. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she thrust herself under the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall, and he smote her again. And the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right hand or to the left hand. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she fell down under Balaam, and Balaam's anger was kindled, and he smote the ass with a staff. And the Lord opened the mouth of the ass, and she said unto to Balaam, What have I done unto thee, that thou hast smitten me these three times? And Balaam goes, oh, A talking donkey! No, 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 actually Balaam answered and said unto the ass, Because thou hast mocked me, I would there wear a sword in mine hand, for now I would kill thee. And the ass said unto Balaam, Am I not thine ass, upon which thou hast ridden ever since I was thine unto this day? Was I ever want to do so unto thee? And he said, Nay. Uh, 
God has a sense of humor. Um, uh, <laughs> Balaam, listen, I don't get this story. And here's why I don't get it. It's not that the, talk, the, the donkey is talking. That's, okay, whatever. God let the, talk, the donkey talk. It's that we don't see Balaam going, wait a second, my donkey's talking. No, he just starts arguing with the donkey. Like, does he think this is in his head? You know, I've had conversations with my pets before, uh, and assuming they're answering back, and, you know, and have that little conversation. But, uh, but this donkey was talking, and Balaam was arguing with a talking donkey. Like, maybe God left out the part where Balaam goes, how are you talking? Um, maybe God left out the part where he was in utter shock and awe that his donkey was talking. But we don't read where Balaam goes, I cannot believe my, my donkey is talking. And then the donkey's really reasonable, right? He says, hey, I'm the same donkey you've had for a long time now, am I not? Have I ever done anything uh, uh, unto you? And Balaam says no, or nay, which I think is hysterical. Um, but uh, that's when the Lord opens the eyes of Balaam. Verse 31, And he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, and a sword drawn in his hand. And he bowed down his head and fell flat on his face. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Wherefore hast thou smitten thine ass these three times? Behold, I went out with to withstand thee, because thy way is perverse before me. And the ass saw me, and the turned from me these three times, unless she had turned from me. Surely now also I had slain thee, and saved her alive. And Balaam said unto the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I knew not that thou stoodest in the way against me. Now therefore, if it displeaseth thee, I will get me back again. And the angel of the Lord said unto Balaam, Go with the men, but only the word that I shall speak unto thee, thou shalt speak. So Balaam went with the princes of Balak. So they're having this argument, uh, the donkey and Balaam. And, uh, and the donkey's mad because he's getting beat. And Balaam's mad because the donkey won't go where he wants to go. And if you've ever worked with a donkey, that's common, right? They don't go where you want them to go. And, uh, and so they're sitting there having this argument uh, after he's beaten the donkey three times. The donkey's finally like, enough already, all right? Why are you beating me? And, uh, and Balaam argues back with them. And then all of a sudden, the Lord opens the eyes. And I love this. We see it in the Old Testament several times where the Lord opens the eyes of someone. All of a sudden, they can see what's there, um, which makes you wonder what's here. Um, right now, remember the prophet and the uh, the army that surrounded them. Is that Elijah um, or Elisha or I don't remember? But there's a big army around the city, and who was it? Nobody knows. We'll get to it eventually. I think it's Elijah. But anyways, uh, and and they open the eyes and they can see all the soldiers around them and everything like that. Um, and the angels is what it was, and. Uh, uh, but here we have now the eyes of Balaam are open, and he sees the angel, and the angel saying, what's your problem, man? I'm paraphrasing. Uh, he said, I was standing in the way because the way you're going is perverse. You shouldn't be here. And he said, had the donkey not stopped? And, uh, and Balaam falls down. I've sinned. Seems to be what God told him originally was, you're not going with these people. Uh, but the angel says, no, you're going to go with them, but you have to say exactly what we tell you to say, exactly what God tells you to say. And so you have to fulfill that message all the way through. And uh, verse 35 is where, is where Balaam then this is. Balaam is in this weird situation now, right? Uh, a weird situation now where he's, he's 
he's going somewhere they probably shouldn't be. God has now allowed him to go, um, but he still has a message. He doesn't know what that message is, by the way. I think he has a general idea, but he doesn't know what that message is. So Balak, though, is not giving in. He's not giving up. He wants this because he understands he needs this in order to win. And so in verse 36, he continues his effort. He says, uh, And when Balak heard that Balaam was come, he went out to meet him under the city of Moab, which is in the border of Arnon, uh, which is in the utmost coast. And Balak said unto Balaam, uh, Did I not earnestly send unto to thee to call thee? Wherefore camest thou not unto me? Am I not able indeed to promote thee to honor? And Balaam said unto Balak, Lo, I am come unto thee. Have I now any power at all to say anything? The word that God putteth in my mouth, that shall I speak. And Balaam said unto Balak, and they uh, uh, went, excuse me, with Balak, and they came unto Kirjath Huzoth, uh, something like that. And Balak offered oxen and sheep and sent Balaam and the princes that were with him. And it came to pass on the morrow that Balak took Balaam and he brought him up into the high places of Baal, that thence he might see the utmost part of the people. So Balak is, is in a way whining and dining. Balaam here, trying to get him to curse the children of Israel. And Balaam has said, I have no power of my own here to say anything. Whatever God puts in my mouth, that's what I'm going to speak. So, you know, you can, you can do whatever you want, but at the end of the day, whatever God tells me, that's what I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to give you an answer that God doesn't give me. And, uh, and so Balak is going to work hard on this. Look in verse, uh, chapter 23, verse number 8. Um, how shall I curse whom God hath not cursed? And how shall I defy whom the Lord hath not defied? This is Balaam speaking to Balak because Balak wants the curse on the Lord's people and the Lord's not going to allow it. Verse number 13, And Balak said unto him, Come, I pray thee with me unto another place from whence thou mayest see them. Thou shalt see but the utmost part of them and shalt not see them all and curse me them from thence. He's continuing to ask for this. Verse 27, um, and Balak said unto Balaam, Come, I pray thee, I will bring thee into another place. Peradventure, I will please God, uh, it will please God that thou mayest curse me them from thence. Balak's not going to give up. <laughs> he is going to keep working. Look in verse number 10 of chapter 24. And Balak's anger was kindled against Balaam, and he smote his hands together. And Balak said unto Balaam, I call thee to curse mine enemies, and behold, thou hast altogether blessed them these three times. Therefore now flee thou to thy place. I thought to promote thee unto great honor, but lo, the Lord hath kept thee back from honor. Balak's response to Balaam's refusal to curse the people is, is blaming God. He says, I wanted to promote you, but God has kept you back. He hasn't allowed you to be promoted. Now, here is this not an argument from Satan. I tried to give you good things. I tried to help you. I tried to get you money. I tried to give you a title. I tried to give you authority. I tried to give you this. I tried to give you that. I tried to give you that. But God won't let you do it. Encountered in the garden with the serpent. Get back. It's the same, same attack all throughout time that Satan uses. Making, trying to make you think that God is withholding good things from you. That's not the way that God works. And what the argument here from Balak is, and ultimately from Satan, is do good things for you and God's holding you back 
Too often times, Satan still uses that same argument in our lives where we sit there and go, man, I should have this by now. I should have this. I should have done this. I should have accomplished this. I could have done this. But God won't let it happen. God's holding me back. Look in, back in verse 20, chapter 23, verse 19. Balaam in his response to Balak. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? He says God has already made up his mind. He's already said what's going to happen. And he is not man. He's not going to change his mind. You're not going to change God's mind. Uh, you're not going to. We've read about it and we've talked about it in other stories where God repented of the evil he had planned or whatever it may be. I don't for a second believe that God changed his mind. I believe that God set up opportunities for people to do right. And when they did right, he let them believe that, there was a, that, that they had a purpose in that, right? That they, uh, that they changed, changed for the good. He watched Moses stand up for the people. When he says, Moses, get out of the way, I'm going to destroy these people. And Moses said, Lord, hold on a second. It wasn't that God was out of control and that he is losing his temper and that he was going to just destroy everything. No, I believe that God made it clear that sin needed to be destroyed. But he also gave Moses the opportunity to do what was right, and Moses did. And here he has Balaam presenting before Balak, and Balak saying, Listen, I don't care what you said. I don't care what's going on. I need these people cursed. And, and Balaam says, God's not a man. He ain't changing his mind. You can't talk him into it. You can't buy him. You can't trade with him. Like he, he, this is what he's going to do. He's blessed these people. He's not going to curse them. And uh, Balak, of course, was not happy about that at all. Uh, look in verse number 22. Here you go, Savannah. This one's for you. Uh, God brought them out of Egypt. He hath, as it were, the strength of a unicorn. There you go. Unicorns in the Bible. Uh, of course, we know this to be, we, we assume, but we uh, something to an effect of a rhinoceros, uh, the horns out there on the front and things like that. So you talk about the strength of a unicorn. It's not a white uh, rainbow-dusted winged unicorn, uh, but a mighty beast. And, uh, and he says that uh, God brought them out of Egypt, um, as it were, from with the strength of a unicorn. It, very strong. A lot of strength shown, a lot of power uh, shown in there and Balaam in his conversations with Balak is kind of explaining the situation to a degree here what's going on but really what it comes down to this story we see the donkey it's an incredible story I don't get it I don't understand it I don't know why we don't see Balaam arguing with the fact that the donkey's talking uh, I don't understand any of that but what we see is God using God's creation to protect God's people and uh, God used a donkey to protect Balaam uh, from his own problems, right? Uh, Balaam, uh, at the end of the day, when God said the first time, don't go with these people, that should have been the end of the conversation. And it wasn't for Balaam. And we don't know exactly everything with it. We've always kind of bought in a little bit to the fact that Balaam was uh, doing his own thing. But uh, when Balaam was on the journey and the angel of the Lord stood there in the way, stopping him because the way he was going was wrong, the donkey saw the angel and the donkey stopped. And he paid a price for it. And I don't know why I find it amazing that God gave us this, um, that this ever happened. It just blows my mind. 
but that God opened the eyes of the, the donkey to see the angel. Then God opened the mouth of the donkey to talk to Balaam. And then, again, Balaam didn't argue with the fact that his donkey was talking. He just argued with the donkey, which shows you our mentality a lot of times too, right? Where we get so bought into what we're doing and that we're right and whatever that we don't actually see and understand and comprehend some of the amazing things that God is using to talk to us and to speak to us. But he used the donkey, and the donkey talked, and, and Balaam argued with the donkey, and then God opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel, and the angel had a conversation with Balaam. And, uh, and I've got to think that Balaam was going good donkey and patting him on the neck and things like that. Uh, and, and then Balaam gets there to Balak, and, and he holds his ground. He does what God tells him to do. Uh, he says what God tells him to say, and Balak comes back with, uh, I tried to help you, God's hurting you. And that's the argument that we've got to watch out for because that's the one Satan still uses today. I'm trying to help you. God's hurting you. No. God, God is good in all things, in everything. He's unchangeable, right? The same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he was good then, he's good now. And God does not do things to hurt you. Uh, God does things to help you. And, uh, and so that argument from Balak to Balaam, uh, I tried to promote you. Uh, the Lord hath held you back. Um, that just, it's, to me, that just, that, when I read that verse again, I just thought, my goodness, man, have I not heard that argument before? I've tried to help you, but God's holding you back. Um, that's not the way it works. We'll look further in. We're getting to that point now of Joshua being promoted in uh, next, uh, it's a couple of chapters over, I guess. Um, but, um, but I had to make sure I read the unicorn verse too, uh, just because it's, you can't just skip over the word unicorn in the Bible. Um, so it's there in, in chapter 23, verse 22 as well. Um, can you imagine Moses riding out on a white-winged unicorn, rainbow dust flying behind him? Um, out of Egypt. That would have been pretty cool, but I don't think that's what happened. Um, anyways, all right, so don't let Satan convince you that God's holding you back. Know that God's got what's best for you in store. He knows what he's doing, and he ain't a man. God's not a man. He ain't changing his mind. Um, God's set what is right and what is wrong, and it's our job to follow it and to obey it. Lord, help us not to argue with the donkeys. Help us to see what you're saying to us. Help us to follow you and obey you. Um, Lord, I pray that you would open our hearts and our eyes to what you have for us. Lord, may we never um, assume that you're holding us back uh, from, from the good in this, in this life that you have for us. Help us to see that you have what's best in store for us so that we'd follow you fully. Um, Lord, may we understand that you are not a man. We, you are not the uh, kind of person that we can negotiate with, or we should just follow you because you, you are God. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to follow you more closely uh, this week and to do what you desire for us to do. Lord, we love you. We thank you for all that you've done for us. We seek your help in the, the days ahead, and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Winston.